All right, we're rolling. Hello. Hi. Welcome to today's podcast. Um, we have me and Eli, and mm-hmm. we also have a very special guest with us, Miss Olivia Vickers. Hi. And this is very um, appropriate to talk about what we're talking about today with Olivia because she is probably the number one fan of one of the most popular shows to ever come to television. It took the world by storm in 2009, I want to say. Ryan Murphy knocked it out of the park with the musical phenomenon, Glee. Woo! If you've ever seen Olivia's Twitter, it is dedicated to Glee now. Actually, I'm thinking about making a Glee Twitter. What do y'all think? There we go. (laughs) (laughs) I already actually technically have it made. I just don't have it promoted. Yeah. Give us the at and we'll put it in the description. All right. um, The at is... um, Hold on. I have not used it yet. Um, I haven't told anyone about it because I wasn't sure if I should if that was too dramatic. But the at is um, Glee underscore opinions. And then the name is like Olivia's opinions. And it's a picture of Quinn Fabray. And Rachel is the header photo. I currently have no tweets, though. Oh. Well, we'll put that in. And they also just heard it. (laughs) (laughs) But today we decided to talk about Glee um, in a way that is different. Because although Glee was such a great show, I loved it. But I was watching it as a kindergartner for the first time. So everything went, like, right over my head. Wait, you are watching it when? When I was in kindergarten. How? It was came out in 2009. He was born in 01? No, 02. Either kindergarten, first grade, or something like that. You would have been seven. Yeah, kindergarten. Or first grade or second grade. Second grade. Okay, well then I was in second grade. Listen, if you're you're seven years old in kindergarten, (laughs) that's like being a super senior. Uh, Okay, well then I was in second grade. So that's, everything still went right over my head. (laughs) I was a second grader watching a show about high school teen drama. I just was like, don't stop believing. (laughs) That's not even the tempo of the song. (laughs) Never. (laughs) And then I would like be in my bathroom and I would like go like, when you see my face, hope it gives you Hope it gives you because <laughs> I loved that song. Well, I know I was ten when it came out. I watched it when I was seven years old, and then I rewatched it when I was older, and then I understood everything that was happening. Mm-hmm. The first episode of Glee I ever saw was the episode in season three. No, it's in season four when Artie has a dream it's like it's like this it's a wonderful life thing mm-hmm. it would be like if he could walk mm-hmm. um i don't remember how old i was when i first watched it it was just on our tv and i was just kind of watching it for like no reason um and then my mom was like what are you watching i'm like i think i'm watching glee and she's like okay we'll turn that off you're not allowed to watch it because i was like a like younger when this was yeah. on but i remember it because i remember it being about a kid like who couldn't walk walking mm-hmm. but like Obviously, then when I started watching the show. And the first song I ever learned from Glee was probably Loser Like Me or Don't Stop Believing because they played it on Radio Disney. But I actually had the song Loser Like Me downloaded. Like, I had no context for me it. Too. I just thought it was a bop. It was? It still is a bop? Oh, well, yeah. I still listen to the Glee class, the Glee cast today. Yeah. Yes. Like, I have a Glee playlist. And actually, I've been listening to it a lot more since I've been doing my, re- my rewatch. Yes. I know. I need to continue the rewatch. But although Glee was just, like, such a cool show when we were kids, and, you know, it's still a cool show now, there was so much stuff that they got away with. Yeah. If it was on today, the show would have been canceled. It would have been canceled immediately. Why do you think Rides was canceled? I mean, come on. Yeah, it was not, not just because, like, the musical aspect of the show itself, sorry, was good. And, like, they did a good job, but... 
it, the content was so like out of time. Mm-hmm. Like if they were making those jokes nowadays, people would have gone off. Like Sue Sylvester was so problematic in everything she said. People would hate Sue Sylvester today. Hate her. This is what I've heard. I've heard because back then everyone loved um, Mr. Schuster and hated Sue Sylvester. Now everyone hates Schuster and loves Sue. Well, I gotta say, I've never been a big Will Schuster fan. I was. But to be honest, I still hate Sue because the things she says are really horrible. I never was a Sue fan. I do have to say that. Some of the things Sue, I thought Sue was funny, but I never liked Sue. Yeah, that's how I was. See, I liked her a little bit, and but like now, I like now rewatching it. Huh? I liked her in some episodes. Yeah. But like now rewatching it, like bow down to Jane Lynch because you can actually see more of a character development with Sue than you do Schuster. Yeah, 100%. Schuster is, he goes down from season one. He He goes downhill. I really liked Will in season one and I thought like, I thought like his character was just like, because he was getting his own plot line separate from the children. Mm Mm-hmm. But then they stopped doing it. They stopped giving him friends. They stopped giving him plot lines besides him and Emma. They just yeah. stopped doing everything with Will. Like, he was no longer a person, and the only people he ever talked to at school were Coach Beast, Emma, mm-hmm. and Sue. He never talked to any other teachers. He never talked to anyone else. He had no friends after season one, besides yeah. the high schoolers. That's a problem. <laughs> but, yeah. But that's on the writers, because I do have to say, Matthew Morrison did play that role very well. I love Matthew Morrison. Except like, when Matthew Morrison posted that photo on his Instagram with the angel and the sad face, and then the angel, and it's Corey, him, and yeah, Mark. That was so insensitive. It was not insensitive. Not even to Mark. I'm talking about to Corey. Like, why would you make that the caption? Three emojis? Like, what was he thinking? He probably didn't have words. Okay, but emoji, at least like no caption is better than that. Listen, a picture is worth a thousand words. So the three sad emojis. face in the middle is what kills me. If it was just like two angels, like that's one thing, but then the sad face in the middle is what gets me. <laughs> I just, I do love Matthew Morrison, but I think they ruined that character. And I think they kind yeah. of ruined Matthew Morrison because now people only associate Matthew Morrison with Mr. Shu. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Well, that's if you don't know his, like, background, though. Yeah, but, like, people who just watch Glee and aren't theater kids don't know his background. Let's go through some problematic experiences, not just with Will Schuster, but with literally, like, the whole show. Like, Santana, some of the things that came out of her mouth, although she, like, Santana was one of my favorite characters of all time, and she did talk a lot of truth. Like, some of the things she said were so mean. Okay, here's something that I noticed a lot. So I actually noticed in my rewatch. So everyone gets on Finn and they're like, Finn was such a bad person for outing Santana. But the thing people forget is Santana threatened to out Dave Karofsky. Yeah, that's true. If he didn't go. So people are like, Finn is so bad for outing Santana. Well, Santana was about to out someone. She was this close to doing it. She's like, and it was a blackmail. She said, if you don't do this with me, I'm going to out you. So people like, you know, it goes both ways. Like just because you love Santana and you don't want to love Finn doesn't mean that that just erases what Santana did. Like she fully threatened it. I do believe both of them like were not good for that. Right. I do have to say though. You can go. I do have to say, though, uh, with all the characters that Glee has, I do relate to Santana. I love Santana. Only because, I mean, if y'all went to school with me, which these two did, I was Santana. I was the (laughs) one that gave you, like, gave it, like, real talk, didn't care, didn't nothing, like, you come at me, okay, let's go. Who is texting me? I do love Santana. Um, but she was very problematic. And you know, mm-hmm. Rachel Berry, I love her, but she, God, if I went to school with Rachel Berry, I would punch her in the face. Yeah. <laughs> like, definitely would punch her in the face. I would try to be her friend, though. I would try to be her friend, too. I 100% would want to be Rachel Berry's friend. The only reason really why, but here's the thing, the only reason why I would try to be her friend is because, listen, someone with that kind of voice will make it. So if you can, like, 
use that to your advantage. I know that sounds really mean, but like use that to your advantage. And then <laughs> all what? of a sudden you come out to the tablets. Oh my gosh, you guys don't know Rachel Berry from high school. This is what she was like, blah, 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 blah. Boom, instant fame for you. Also, you want to know who else? If you want to punch Rachel Berry in the face, I'm sorry, but you should also want to punch Kurt Hummel in the face. Like he was yes. just as annoying. Agreed. Agreed. Like, that's because Kurt and Rachel were literally the same person. In opposite genders. Yeah. Like, they're the musical theater high school stereotypes. Yeah. Also, I think, like, the way they took a lot of things, they were trying to be progressive for the time, and I appreciate that, but they did it in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, they literally about- made Kurt the stereotypical gay. Can we talk about this, the unique plot line? How they introduced a transgender character into the plot line and then made them a horrible person nice. by having them catfish someone mm-hmm. and having them, I don't know, like I just didn't like unique, which no. made me upset because I love Alex Newell. I don't know how many Gosh, of you guys have yeah. those extraordinary playlists, but Alex Newell is an absolute star in that show. Yes. Every scene with Mo is like my favorite scene. But in Glee, Unique was a terrible person, annoyed me, and also was just not nice. Like, like she just was not a good person. And that was, like, kind of upsetting because I was like, you introduce, like, this person that, like, is supposed to be, like, representing and, like, leading people. And so people that love Glee that are, like, transgender or in an, are in the LGBTQ community look can look up to Unique. And then you make her a horrible person. Like, I agree. Mm-hmm. But, like, oh, like, I feel like Glee even though it was meant to like have this like uprise of like musical theater in schools and the arts and everything. I feel like as a whole, yeah, it probably did that, but it ultimately with the characters and the stereotypes made it go downhill. Yeah. Cause of all the drama that was involved and all this yeah. other stuff, like every high school has that. And they're like, why do I want to be a part of that? Exactly. So I think it was like, because, again, you have Rachel and Kurt. No one wants to be involved in their drama. No. You have Santana, Quinn, and Brittany who are trying to take down the drama department. Yes. You have the football player who always gets the lead, even though that he's not trained in it, whatever, like, at all. Right. And then it just puts a damper on things. So I think, yes. like, as a whole, it represented in a horrible way. I agree. Sure. I agree. And the I way agree. they uh, did auditions and casting is like so not realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their West Side Story was like ended up being good, but like the process, the process was just awful. Yes, I agree. And the way they, oh, the way they handled something that I hated was the whole Coach Beast plotline. I don't think that was handled well at all. No, not at all. Like, any part of it. I don't think Coach Beast had a single plot line that was handled well. No. They were always, like, either making fun of her. And, like, I guess I liked the episode when uh, when he came out as transgender and he was like, I'm going to transition to a male. But I, they, like, did it for one episode and then it was done. Mm-hmm. right <laughs> like that was it yeah they but... just wanted to show oh look what we can do and i was like cool <laughs> right i totally agree so i don't know i think it was better than some shows are at showcasing like diversity for mm-hmm. sure because i see shows now and when they do like gay characters they use that to their advantage and they're like oh look we have a gay character watcher show and then they Mm -hmm. label that show lgbtq and it's not anything to do with lgbtq whatsoever they just have a character but the way they handled it was like so like almost like backlash on the lgbtq um community like as much as i love Blaine and Kurt were probably one of my favorite couples by the end of the show. Like, I always loved them, but I was always more of a Finn and Rachel. Like, I wanted them to be together, and then I wanted Kurt and Blaine to be together. Mostly because I was always solid that Kurt and Blaine were going to be together. But by the end of the show, they were probably my most favorite couple. And I just feel like overall, though, like, Britanna, which is Brittany and Santana, had a better plot line yes. than Blaine did. 
Blaine did. But I but think had a better I, relationship. I wanted Kurt and Blaine to be together because like I love Blaine and I love Kurt and I love them together. And like I get that like they were like the very first the two very first gay characters on the show. So it's like kind of stupid to put them together and like have them stay, but they didn't like the other options in the show were either like one like one season 10 episode write-on characters that I was like, I would not have wanted, or they were Dave Karofsky, which is Kurt yeah. Like, why would I want either Blaine or Kurt to end up with Dave But Karofsky? I think with, like, Kurt and Blaine, that whole relationship was the most relatable relationship in the entire series. It was relatable, but it was also, like, Blaine cheated. <laughs> like, and I think people forget about that a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I love Blaine as a character, but I felt like that wasn't even necessary. Why did they make him cheat? That literally, like, for me, clouds my vision of him. For drama. Like, when someone cheats, I'm like, oh my god, like, you just made me hate them. Yeah. What was the point? Lee used cheating to their advantage so often. One of my least favorite things is when Finn decides to get... The reason I hate Finn and Quinn as a couple so much is because I love each of their characters separately. Anyone who knows me knows I am, like, the biggest Quinn for Bray stan probably ever, Mm -hmm. and... But I, and I love Finn. He's probably my top five favorite characters, but I don't like them together. In season one, I get why they were together. That makes sense. But I'm talking about in season two when they got back together. I think they're one of the worst couples of the show because Finn could never get over the fact that Quinn cheated on him. And then, so he always kind of still liked her, but he was like, ugh, like she did that to me. And then Rachel cheated on him and he all of a sudden thinks it's okay for him to get back together with Quinn and have him and let her cheat on sam like quinn even told him she's like you realize that we're going to be doing to sam what you what you broke up with me and rachel for doing and he said that he didn't care like that honestly like i kind of made me hate finn for a while because i was like how can you do that like i just wanted finn and rachel be together and there he was he was like acting on her like he was so holier than thou and you were literally like guilt tripping quinn into like being with you even though she told him a lot of times she's like no I need to figure out like what I want to do with Sam first you know yeah exactly and I think they romanticized cheating yeah the yeah they did like over the top romanticized made it seem like oh it's not that big of a deal you can get over it when mm-hmm. in reality cheating does so much to your psyche and it's like unforgivable in a lot of states yeah yeah but, like, I think the show made up for it by having their performances, like, bounce off of those. And it was, like, I don't know. That's just, I think they did that for that reason. I agree. I think there was, I mean, a show is a show. And it's obviously a TV show. It's, like, mm. they have to do things that are going to excite viewers. It's just, I do agree that there are a lot of things that they would not get away with today. Oh my god, yeah. So many things. And honestly, if I'm giving my honest opinion about Glee, they should have ended it at season five. Well, here's my thought about season six. I actually am an advocate for season six and the fact that I really don't like season four or season five, but especially season five. But the reason I advocate for season six is because Season six, I feel like if you take it with the fact that it's not Glee, it's the wrap-up for Glee, it's only 13 episodes. I don't think, at that point, I don't think season six was trying to still be Glee. I think it was kind of like, we get it. You don't want to watch the show anymore. We just want to wrap it up how we always wanted to wrap it up. It's the with, cap like, of it. You know? So it's not supposed to be Glee. It's supposed to be the wrap-up. Like, it's supposed to be Rachel's yeah. ending, ending. It's supposed to be your main character, your core characters, as you're supposed to see their happy ending, resolve in season six. Like, it's clearly not trying to be the what Glee was, which yeah. is why I don't mind it. Because I know that if you take it with the fact that it's not supposed to be Glee, like, even when the season starts... It doesn't even start with like it starts with Rachel just like n- having something not work out for her. Like it starts mm-hmm. a, a quite a, some time in the future. It doesn't just pick up right where season five left off. And I think if you look at it from that perspective, season six is actually one of the better seasons because it doesn't. Tr- where season four and season five are still trying to be Glee, season season six just said we just want to wrap it up. Just mm-hmm. like let us finish and we'll be done. That's I agree. True. I think I think it was like I think the last episode too was such the last episode of season six was such a strong way to end it. That was a good and that was one of the best series finales I've ever like, seen. I cried. The way yeah. that they had Rachel and they had something for Finn and they had something for every character. It wasn't just because like I've seen it where shows like 
they'll end it and it's just focusing on one character yeah it's like what about everyone else like glee took like they really took the time to develop each and every single person's ending i like agree you said it was the it was the farewell this is how we want to end their stories it was the cap of it the peak and i actually did like the episode before it where they went back and showed all of the other characters how they started mm-hmm. i think it was called 2009 mm-hmm. i think so yeah i think season six is just honestly supposed to be a wrap-up like britney that your favorite couples that are still obviously still living because you know we all know Corey died and finchel was a, the main one of the main couples of the show mm-hmm. you get to see them end up together you get to see rachel get her tony award you get to see sam gets to take over the glee club which i don't know about you guys but sam's what, like probably if blaine's my favorite character sam's like yeah. second he's not a far second he's I like, like a very close second i think sam I was the most down-to-earth character in the entire series he was the most unproblematic yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sam just like, wanted to do his thing. Like Sam mm-hmm. never tried to step on anyone's toes. He never wanted to get in the way of anyone. He was always nice to everyone. Like whenever he like turned someone down, like I remember in season two, I always, I never, I guess I never noticed the scene where Rachel goes up to Sam and I think it's in the prom episode and she gives him chapstick and is like, I think mm-hmm. you're a little cute. And she's like, do you want to start going out? The way he turns her down is he's just kind of like, no thanks. Like I'm not really in a place for a relationship right now. He's like, my family doesn't have a lot of money. And like, you know, he just kind of like, doesn't like, he's not like mean to anyone. He never Mm -hmm. bullies anyone. Like he, like he just wants to do what's best for everyone around him rather than himself. I agree. I think he's like the, also the only character that chases what he wants. Cause like when Mercedes turns him down, he doesn't take no for an answer because he knows that she loves him and he loves her. Mm-hmm. And you really see him like, I don't know. I think you see him blossom at that point as a character. Yeah. No, Sam, and he has a great voice. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just like a great character. Like when him and Blaine became best friends, like that was probably one of my favorite friendships of the show. Yep. I'm not even gonna lie. In season six, when him and Rachel dated, I kind of wish they would have ended up together, just because I felt like I loved both of their characters, and they were both in like this place where if Rachel had ended up with Sam, I wouldn't have been mad at it because he was kind of became the new Finn, you yeah. know. But yeah. in, in a way that was not trying to be Finn, in mm-hmm. a way that he was like this wholesome guy that everyone liked and everyone was rooting for, that in the end of the show, I was kind of upset that Rachel didn't end up with him. I liked when they dated, you know? That's true. But I, I like how, I like who she ended up with. Eh, I'll go to my grandson. <laughs> she should have ended up with Sam. <laughs> um, all right, now a question. Favorite performance that they've done? Favorite, Okay. Favorite performance in general or favorite competition performance? Favorite performance in general. Oh. Mm, I, I know mine. So many. I can't pick. Um, mine is when Mercedes is leaving. It, she starts off in the theater and she's singing and she ends the song by walking out of the theater doors. Oh, yeah. What song is she singing there? Um, I don't remember, but it was just like... I don't, to me, that was just a powerful thing of she's moving on in her life. Yeah. And I think you really got to see her natural talent there. I mean, oh, Nick, you can go. Uh, I mean, this is kind of cliche, but I loved their last performance. I think I watched that performance and listened to that song more than any mm-hmm. other one. I think mine is their Nationals season three performance when they win. It's the first time the Glee Club ever wins Nationals because everyone's show- talent was showcased. Everyone had yeah. their moment. Rachel got her moment. That's when she got her Niata acceptance. Paradise by the Dashboard Light was the perfect song. Everyone had a moment. You can hear everyone's voice in that song. I agree. I, if I listen to it, you can. Edge of Glory was perfect because all of the girls except Rachel got their moment to shine. Then the yeah. guys got their moment. I just think that, and it was just like so nice to see these characters that you love so much like win. Like as you're watching it, you're like, I know it's season three, so I know that they're gonna win. But like this performance deserved to win. Yeah, I the agree. Choreography was good. It was all there. Like I would have mm-hmm. voted. For them. I don't even need to see what Vocal Adrenaline did because I know that club deserved to, the New Directions deserved to win. I agree. Yeah, another one of my favorite performances was when Santana did um, Valerie. I was just about to say that. <laughs> no, when Santana and Mercedes sing River Deep Mountain High. Oh, yes. you're right. Oh my goodness. So yep. good. Or uh, uh, 
when I love Mercedes and Rachel singing Take Me or Leave Me. Yes! yes. I love that, that performance. performance. Oh my goodness, that one's so good. I love a new one. I just, not a new one. It's just one I overlooked. When Finn and Rachel do a, the mashup between Borderline and Open Your Heart in season one during mm-hmm. the Madonna episode, yeah. that is so good too. Oh, Madonna episode, Like a Virgin. That might be my favorite performance. <laughs> I forgot about that one. I and love also, like, that song. When the girls did Start Me Up Living on a Prayer mashup. Mm-hmm. But also in season one where they all took the vitamin, the the thing, and they all got like super hyped up and they did yes. those. Those were I, really funny too. I do have to say though, I just love Mercedes in general and Amber Riley. But when Mercedes did I'll Stand By You. Yes. Because yes. Finn sang that to his unborn child. Yes. And oh my gosh, and she sang it. Yeah, yep. Yes. I cried. Also, a classic favorite of mine is when they did Somebody to Love. Like, I I just love that song. Like, I just think. And we got to sing that, Olivia. I know. I know. We got to sing that. Okay, so because in that episode, Kristen Chenoweth was in it. Yes. Who is your favorite guest star? Oh, my favorite. Holly Holiday is literally one of the best characters. <laughs> when she slides into the room. She's we're, okay. I know a lot of people don't like her version of "Forget You," but I love it. I think I love that version. I rock out to that song all the time. I love Holly Holiday, and honestly, she would have been a better match for Will Schuster. She would have been like, "You, that's creepy. Don't do that," and like he wouldn't have been creepy. Oh, I but I do have to say, there. Oh my gosh, what's her name? Um, Carol Bennett, I think. She plays uh, Sue's mom. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that was another one because the song that her and Sue do together. What did they do again? Oh my god. I'm gonna look it up. I can't remember. Um, I remember it being so iconic. Who else did I really like that? About when oh, Sue sings the winner And they did Gloria. Um, Santana. Oh, yeah. Rachel and Anna Blimber also in Gloria. I that was Demi Lovato also in that too. No, I watched it that just that like performance recently. She's not in that one, but Demi Lovato was a guest star, but not a, she wasn't in that performance. Um, that song is so good. Anna Blimber was such a good guest star on Glee. Oh my god! I found the song. They sang the trolley song. Yes, the trolley song. But there was also like one where they did like a ballad, and it was just like, oh my gosh! And that trolley song. I'm a Judy Garland fan, so. Mm-hmm. Even oh. when um, Idina and Rachel did the song from Les Mis. Yeah. And when they sing Somewhere in season three from West Side Story. Yeah. sing this, like, that was also really Okay, cool. unpopular opinion, I hated when they sing Poker Face together. I oh, didn't like it. Well, yeah. I hated that. <laughs> um, also, are we forgetting the rumor has it someone like you mashup? As one of the best performances. Oh, yeah, that was good. The scene before when Santana's running down the hall crying, like, my girl, like, oh my goodness. But yeah, definitely Gwyneth Paltrow is definitely probably your favorite. <laughs> yeah, no, she's my favorite too. Holly Holiday. Do you think Turning Tables? Oh my God. I know. If you I think, like, I keep saying Blade's my favorite character. No, Holly Holiday is my favorite character. Like, come on. <laughs> I think the, like, it was so cool because you have like all these celebrities and you're like, oh, Idina, Wicked, Kristen, Wicked. And then you have Gwyneth Thatcher and you're like, oh, Avengers, Iron Man. And then, oh, she can sing? What? And I think they, they opened up the eyes of so many like big name stars. I think that's it was amazing. Why Ryan Murphy decided to work with her for The Politician because she was like perfect for her role in The Politician. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. Um... I also, I liked Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, I, that's what I was trying to think of. I was like, who was mm-hmm. the male guest I really liked? I was just thinking about their performance of Dream On this morning. Like, Oh, so- Britney Spears was in it. For like one minute. She was like. Yeah. She was still there. <laughs> I don't know. John Stamos is still, is, was, was a pretty good. Uh, Matt Bomer as Blaine's older brother. Yes. Yes. Um, that was so good. Um, and they sang somebody that I used to know. Like. Okay, actually. That's a phenomenal performance, though. Yeah. Yes. Um, who else guest starred? There's just so many. Um, Wasn't it Kate Hudson that played? The dance teacher? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cassandra. Oh, another performance, though, was when um, Emma 
sang I'm Not Getting Married Today. I was just, and it was the first time that we heard her actually sing and they gave her one of the hardest oh, songs. Saying, no, she sang Touch a Touch a Touch Me. And I could have danced all night. Oh yeah. But but like I don't know, I feel like the one from Rocky Horror, I feel like that was just like I don't know. That's not I like a song song. song. <laughs> but like, but if you think about it, not getting married today, that's a hard song. I think, that, I think they sped it up though. They did a little bit, but that's normally how it's it's a fast song. Well, no, no, it's a fast song in general, but I think they they she recorded it and then they sped up her recording. Yeah, but like for her to keep up with the recording. That's true. It's a very, very fast song. I love that song. It was so good. I mean, I don't blame her for not wanting to get married to Will. Like he was we're talking about also, okay, this is a random I cannot remember. And Olivia, you might know. There is an I I don't even know what episode it was. It's an episode, and they're all meeting up at Will's house. And like Emma is shown, but like not her face. And I'm like, that's not her. (laughs) (laughs) What? I don't know why I remember this or why this just came in my head, but it's just like the back of her head and like they're talking to her. But I don't think it's her because she's never shown in the episode at all. And I'm like, why is she not shown? I was like- I out for that when I watch. It's, I cannot remember what episode. It might be early season six. Okay, I'll keep an eye out for it. <laughs> but I just remember that, like, being like, she's not actually there. Like, that's not her. <laughs> um, what about Rachel's dads? So both of them could technically be counted as guest stars. Um, Jeff Goldblum oh. and um, yeah. Ryan Stokes. They're oh, yeah. funny. <laughs> They're funny. Yeah. That's another, that's a joke that probably also wouldn't pass when they're at the wedding. He's like, I'm going to fake a seizure. <laughs> but it's so funny. <laughs> Oh, I got it and then so much. Replacing the dads that are in the first episode, and Rachel's like, I have two gay dads. And then, like, it shows the picture, and one of her dads is like black, and the other one is like clearly Rachel's dad. And then they just replaced them with two famous actors. Yes. Yep. Continuity at its best. <laughs> <laughs> no, they had terrible continuity. In season two, they say that Blaine is a junior in high school, like everyone else. And then all of a sudden, when they all get, when he moves to McKinley, all of a sudden he's a junior again. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I know. They had horrible continuity. Honestly, I mean, my unpopular opinion is season three should have ended with Rachel and Finn getting married. Hear me out. Glee was already so unrealistic. The fact that Rachel and Finn didn't get married was even more unrealistic. I was just like, well, what? And it should have ended with Rachel and Finn getting married. Everyone should have graduated. Everyone should have graduated. And then the show should have ended. I didn't get why it didn't, like some of their plot lines didn't. Can we just talk about the plot lines that just did not make sense? Why did Artie not graduate? <laughs> Wasn't it because he had a disability and they were like, oh, you have to go one more year? No, I thought that was Sam. Sam, that was Sam. No, that was Brittany. Brittany didn't graduate because she failed her SATs. Well, that's reasonable. <laughs> um, Sam, apparently Artie has always been a junior. And he said, I guess the disability adds a year when they ask him why he's not a senior. <laughs> season three. So you me at the beginning of season one, he was a freshman? I guess so. And so was Tina? Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me. And Blaine was a sophomore in season two? No. No. Like, no. No, they just wanted to create more drama, so they had, they kept people, like, back. But Sam, from the beginning, said that he's a sophomore. When he first Mm -hmm. introduced himself, I'm pretty sure he says that he's a sophomore. I, I think I... Yeah, but doesn't he also say that he got held back? at some point something like that yeah he says he explains why he's a sophomore yeah because well he didn't know he was dyslexic at that time no he did that's what he introduced himself when they first brought him into the choir room to audition he was like i'm sam i'm dyslexic so i try to keep up in school oh i'm thinking of a completely different show they forgot he was just the school forgot he was dyslexic Mm -hmm. and then this made him that he was dumb and that's why he didn't pass his sat not because he's dyslexic also okay um this might be another unpopular opinion what was the school shooting episode (laughs) awful (laughs) absolutely awful (laughs) like i get trying to bring light to the fact but i'm pretty sure 
I remember something, there being a controversy behind that because didn't they release it like shortly after a big school shooting? I think it, it was either Sandy Hook or another one. I don't remember. I don't know. I remember there being a controversy around it. Um, the fact that it was Becky Jackson is absolutely sick. Like, come that on. That is horrible. That is a horrible plot line. She was the Cheerio, right? She was, yes, the one with Down syndrome. Yeah. That's a horrible, horrible, horrible plot line. Yeah, 100%. I was like, when I was watching it for the first time, I'll admit, when I watched it for the first time, I was like, oh my God, I'm scared. And then I watched it for the second time and I was like, oh my God, what were they thinking? <laughs> it was weird. Um, also, um, okay, here's a question. Who's the worst couple on Glee? The worst out of anyone who ever dated anyone on Glee. It can even be when Kurt dated that old man. What was the worst pairing? Because I know my answer. Kurt dated an old man. Yep, season six. When Blaine was, first of all, Blaine dating Dave Crofty was a terrible couple. But my first, and I said Finn and Quinn is probably one of my least favorite, but there's one I hate more than Finn and Quinn. Marley and Jake. Yes. Yeah. That's it. That's that is the, the worst Glee couple. Worst that is Glee. a horrible, horrible, horrible couple. I think they tried making them the next Finn and Finn. Rachel. If they wanted he to do that, not a good guy. He is not a good guy. No. If they wanted to make them the next character. Finn and Rachel, they should have put her with Ryder. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Also, can we talk about though? One thing I'm very disappointed about that Marley was not in the finale episode. Yeah, that is true. I think because she was getting ready, the actress was getting ready to, ready to do Supergirl. But she couldn't have come back for the finale. But here's the thing is, if you, everyone, there's two people who didn't come back from the finale and it's her and there's someone else and I can't remember who the other person is. Um, well, Rory didn't. That's right. Um... There's one other person that was not there that was in Glee right. and came back from the finale. Um, I can't think of who it is. And it was like, everyone's like, where is this person? When when Ryan Murphy didn't let Diana Agron come on for the Cory Monteith tribute episode, that was not- He cool. didn't let her come on? Nope. There's, there's a lot of speculation of what went on with that. Yeah. Like, I thought she just like wasn't available. No, no reasons you know why i'm not going to explain them on the podcast i believe that ryan murphy i believe the explanation that ryan murphy did not let her come on yeah no and that's well that's that's what this podcast is is like so we can like talk it all out like there was like two different from from what i've heard there was two different things one of them was that ryan murphy didn't let her on and the other one was that she wanted to leave the show so badly that she like she did not like it. She did not want to be on it anymore. Um, well, that also of, is probably true. <laughs> yeah, and because that she didn't want to be on it, they just didn't offer it to her. They said she doesn't want to be on it. Oh well. See, that's not fair though. Yeah, like a tribute episode. That's different, you know. And she was friends with Corey, mm-hmm. and they dated in real life. But that's the they thing did. is like if yes. if like. Because didn't they like speed? They rushed that episode. I remember them rushing it. Well, they rushed it because that is one thing I'll never like get mad at them for. They wanted to get it out to the public, mm-hmm. and I, I don't. And I remember the public. I like what I remember reading is that the public was like, "Hey, why haven't you said anything about this?" Like people were like pressing them to make a statement. And also, that episode was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. best episode of season five, obviously. Mm-hmm. That one, that one's the best. Second best is the 100, and everything else in season five can be trashed. Yeah. Basically. Like, to be, like, devil's advocate, if you're rushing something, yeah, there's going to be some things you forget, but if it's, like, brought up, okay, we need to have Quinn in this, like, oh, wait, she, we have a contract with her that she doesn't want to be in this anymore. Her contract is invalid for acting in our show, like, there's a lot of things involved. So they're probably like, we're rushing this. We 
can't get to her in time and we can't talk to her and do some negotiating on our end and her end. So save us some time, get the episode out. It was still great. Like I said, I am just a Diana Agron Quinn mm-hmm. Brace fan. And Diana Agron, I feel like said in an interview that I watched that she was hurt, that she wasn't invited. Yeah. And so obviously I'm going to take her side on it. Just yeah. for that. She is. I mean, she was so good in that show. She cared, like, like her emotion. Oh my gosh. She is one of the greatest actresses I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. She's also one of the go- most gorgeous actresses ever. Like that is natural beauty. Like she is just absolutely stunning. If you look at me in the eyes and tell me that Diana Agron is not pretty, you are lying. Mm-hmm. You are lying. She is a great character. They do close-ups of her and her skin is just like flawless. flawless. Yeah. It's like it's like obviously she's wearing makeup, but that's that's flawlessness. Not even like makeup can like de- you can't even deny that it's that yeah. well. But like that's the thing is like w- with a lot of like film sets and everything they don't really put that much makeup on you, right? No, like because the camera will pick it up and it'll yeah. show you that it's fake. Yeah. So unless like you're doing the Gaga episode, one, um, because this this episode might be getting a little long. So one one more thing I have to say about I just it's been pressing me because it's one of my most irritated moments about the show is another bad thing about Will Schuster is when Marley was uncomfortable wearing that costume and he forced her to do it and said you're out of the Glee Club or you're suspended from the Glee Club for not showing mm-hmm. to her. I'm like, are you kidding me right he now? He manipulated students like he manipulated Finn. <laughs> so manipulative. And I was so, because, like, body image is, like, a huge thing. And, like, that was, like, I was shocked that Glee, like, let that happen. And there was no repercussions. And after Marley had the eating disorder and everything, like, come on. Like, come on. And there were no repercussions for him. Yeah. Nope. He never even apologized, I don't think. No. Mm -hmm. He didn't even realize what he did was wrong. And that wasn't okay. No. Like, a lot of times, Will didn't realize. In the Rocky Horror episode, I will give it, he did kind of realize what he did. He was like, I'm being ridiculous. So at least he, like, owned up for that one. But a lot of the things he never owned up for either. No. Wasn't like uh, that. The one where Santana yelled at him for being extremely racist. Yeah, I just watched that episode. That was really cringy to watch. And you want to know what? Santana was right. When she was like, she's like, the kids seem to like it. And she was like, that's because they don't know any better. Because that's true. Because he wasn't teaching them, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It it starts with the head and works its way down. Yes. And Santana was like, you know what? I'm going to be the head now. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I said, Santana was problematic at some times, but in the end, girl spoke the truth. Mm-hmm. Oh, all the time she did. And when she was getting, when Rachel got mad at her, like, I don't, I think Santana went after her part for the wrong reason. But when Rachel got mad at her for, like, getting the part instead of being excited for her, like, I was, like, on Santana's side. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, also, I feel like Santana and Rachel, like, I loved Quinn and Rachel's friendship in season three. Like, I think it was one of the better plot lines. But I feel like the fact that they were Anita and Maria in West Side Story, and for people who don't know anything about West Side Story, Anita and Maria, Mar- Anita's, like, Maria's, like, like, she just, like, looks up to Anita. Like, I feel like after that, they would be close because of that, you know? Well, like, we've all been in shows. Like, we all know what it's like to get close to someone who you spend a lot of time with on stage. Like, I understand, like, that was what solidified her and Blaine's friendship, because, like, they were Tony and Maria. But I feel like her and Santana at least would have had a better understanding of one another, just besides Santana being like, I guess you're okay. Naya and Leah did not like each other in real life. But that was another thing I was reading, too. That if what, like, the show helped cause that. But, like, let's not forget, Leah and Michelle, sorry for those of you guys that are big fans of Leah and Michelle, She's not the most wonderful person to work with, as said in different interviews with people. Because she's incredibly talented. There's few people on, you can't reboot Glee because you can't find someone that sings like that. No. True, but the thing is, you can be extremely talented and be super humble. Exactly. Like, you don't have to be mean. You don't have to be rude to people. Like, for example, Jessie Mueller, she's a phenomenal singer and is super humble amber riley super humble 
I mean, like, even we're talking, Kristen Chenoweth loves her fans, super humble, so sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, but in all, I think Glee was a good show, and I am mm-hmm. never, I would never, ever, if this, if people ever listen to this in the future, <laughs> I would never, ever want people to think I don't like the show or love Ryan Murphy and what he does. I think he's a genius, and I love Glee and everything yeah. it was in 2009 to 2015. Um, this is just honest opinions that I had in present day time. <laughs> no, I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. Glee will always forever be one of my favorite shows. Yes. Um, Glee, I wrote my college essay, like my first time I wrote my college essay. I'm not going to lie. I wrote it on Glee and how Glee opened up like the doors to new music and helped me like know that like the theater was like what I really wanted to do with my mm-hmm. life after mm-hmm. watching Rachel's Determination. And like, I like not being like, oh, I'm not going to brag because now I'm in for any, of course, people, people who know, know what I'm going through. But like, I got into every school academically that I was accepted to. And that was my common app, app like my common app essay. I yeah. wrote about that. So that didn't me because I wrote about a show that inspired me didn't hinder me from getting anywhere. Yeah. Even though Glee is Glee, you know, I also think the reason why I did so well and this is with any Ryan Murphy show. Wait, I lied. Except for Scream Queens, because I think everyone knows that was not a good show. Um, but most of his shows touch on topics that nobody wants to talk about. Yes. And I think that's why it's resonating with people at the times where people didn't talk about it. And it's even resonating, even though it was, what, five years ago when it ended? Still, it's still resonating because those topics are coming back up and they're being pushed to their limits and beyond their limits just to get a breakthrough in society. I think Ryan Murphy does a great job with that, especially in his new show, which Eli, you have not finished. And Olivia, I don't think you started Hollywood. And I hope you have an episode on it because it's probably one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, I think also what we think about Glee in 2009, 2015, like Glee was one of the first shows to like, have like a like a gay couple be like open and happy and proud and not struggling with like 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 their inner homophobia and like people like they're showing like this is right and being homophobic is wrong i think it's the first teen show yes to have it openly and i think that a lot of people look back on it because now we're in 2020 and the standards for things have changed so much in the last five years when the show ended that Mm -hmm. people were looking back on it and saying it was wrong but at the time we were celebrating it you know i agree because it was handled poorly, because that's how things were supposed to be handled at the time. Yes. You know? We're just, just like we look back on 80s movies and be like, well, that's cliche. It's, yes. That's, it was popular at the time, and it wasn't cliche when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Or when you look at Friends, like, some of the things they say on Friends are horrible. <laughs> like, horrible. But it was a good show for its time. Right, and yeah. you have to remember, and not that it's, like, excusable, but that's also, they, they wouldn't let you put certain things on TV, and not that I'm yeah. saying that, that that's right, but mm-hmm. it's true, you know, whether yeah. you want to accept it or not, so. I give Ryan Murphy all the props for doing that, because I think what he did was brave. He was mm-hmm. talking on top, or he was touching on topics that were extremely, like, the whole David Cross, Krofsky storyline is extremely raw and emotional and yeah. that one episode i'm not going to go into it but i you know what i mean when mm. it's a lot bullied. of times it's realistic for people it's so realistic yeah and i think the whole rachel not getting into her dream college initially was also a very um very like relatable people could relate to that they're like this star because we all know leah michelle's talented but rachel obviously was bullied and doubted herself that this girl who wanted so much for herself actually didn't get it i remember watching her choke i like started crying i was like oh my god i can imagine this happening to me oh speaking of which one of my other favorite guest stars whoopi goldberg oh yeah just saying yes yes also, it was unrealistic that Rachel didn't apply to more than one school because any person knows that you need to apply to at least five. More like like a lot of kids, like I was bad. I should have applied to 15 because that's like what like well, I have like these I, was bad. That I, I like, apply I only applied to two. I only I applied to five, I think. I mean, I got in both, but like still. Same. I only applied to two, got into both. But still I, I Wait, applied which to five. Did you apply to? I applied to Oakland and I applied to Central. Oh. 
I applied to like five schools maybe no I think I applied to seven Mm -hmm. and honestly I would have applied I should I wish I would have applied to more and that's like what my counselors are telling me they're like even now when you're trying to transfer you need to apply to at least seven because right now I only applied to three so like Rachel was wrong to apply to one and put all of her eggs in one basket. I know that was her dream school and I know she eventually got in, which she deserved that second chance. And I was happy to see it happen. Um, Cause I never wanted to see Rachel fail, no matter how much she annoyed me. She, she's also always one of my favorite characters and I always wanted to see her succeed because I feel like she deserved it. Um, that she should have applied to more school. Same thing with Kurt. So. But as someone who is in their second, Oh, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a senior in the fall. Ah, um, <laughs> that's scary. As someone who's going entering their senior year, it's when you, it's kind of like you, when you put all your eggs in one basket, it's not that you're wrong for doing it. It's, I don't know. It's, it's just the mindset that you're going through because I was originally going to only apply to Wayne State. Wayne State was actually my first choice. Wow. And everything but then I got Oakland and and everything and went there so like all my eggs actually went into Wayne State sorry to anyone from OU that is listening to this um but it just depends on circumstances yeah I guess but um I think but yeah that in all Glee is one of the top shows in my like show history of that shows I've watched. Yeah. Me as me as well. Um so I do love it. This was just a fun little way to talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um of course. So and thank Olivia, you Olivia thanks for, for coming on. Joining. Yeah thanks for joining us Olivia. Happy to be here. I I love doing this. I love just talking about like things with two people. I love so much. Yes, it's so much. Well, if you love me so much, make me a sim. Just saying. I'm. We're getting there. We're getting there. Okay, yes. we're getting there. <laughs> all right, you guys. Well, this will be posted on YouTube and all other streaming platforms. We will not have faces today because we didn't feel like it. Um. Quarantine, people. Quarantine. Yeah, remember, quarantine. Um, But leave a like down below and comment about any topics you would want to discuss next time. Keep streaming. Keep staying positive. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.